How many of y'all are excited to be in the Father's house this morning? If you're joining online, are you excited today? I mean, we are in the Father's house. This ain't Walmart. This ain't Home Depot. We're not in, in PetSmart. We're not even at work. We are in the Father's house, and He is here with us today, and we have come to encounter Him. That is why we come, is it not? Is that not what we seek for in our life, is to encounter God and to experience Him on a brand new level? So I just want to say something to you today. Get ready. I want you to turn to your neighbor. Tell someone, get ready. Tell them right now, get ready. Get ready ready is what we need to do. You know, as we think about this journey we've been looking at in Exodus about the children of Israel, we find they're not a lot different than we are. They've had struggles, they've had difficulties, they've had moments where they've doubted and moments when they've praised God. They've had those moments when they think nothing is going right and other times when God's shown up and He did a miracle. But in all those moments, they were only stepping stones on the journey to get them to Mount Sinai where they would encounter a God on a whole new level. So today we come to Exodus chapter 19, we're in Exodus 19, and, and I want to, to, to talk to you just for a few moments about preparation and getting ready. You know, if you go on vacation, you do some preparation. When you go on a, a, on a journey, you make preparation. You often look up the how to get there, you look up the map, what time do you need to leave, what do you need to take. You want to prepare your clothes, you want to prepare your car, you want to prepare your mind for where you're going to be going. Let me ask you today, how well did you prepare for church? Whoo, that's a hard question, isn't it? How different was it in your life this morning to come to church or to tune in today than it was for you to go to Walmart yesterday? Ooh. Got quiet in here, didn't it? Yeah, the pastor's going to start meddling just a little bit today because this is from God's Word about getting ready to experience God's presence. See, the thing is, we want to encounter God without having to do anything. We want it easy, don't we? We want it easy so that we can just push a button and get what we want. I mean, right now, we have streaming services at home, and we can watch any show we want as much as we want. Andy Griffith is one of my favorites. Hallelujah. Come on, Lord. Say amen with me. Andy Griffith is one of my favorites, and I can access Andy Griffith at any moment, at any time, because of today's technology. I can watch any episode, and I can watch as many as time will allow. I can see Barney Fife and Andy and Opie all I want. But that is not the focus on Sunday morning. On Sunday morning, I need to encounter God and to prepare for that. What did you expect when you got ready to come to church today? Did you expect to hear some good music? Because we definitely heard some good singing. I mean, there was some good music up here. God is in this place. Did you expect to see some people and to see some friends and to be able to say hey to them? That's a good thing to expect. But did you expect to encounter God on a whole different level? That's how we need to come to church. That's how we need to come to meet God. What expectations did you have when you were getting ready this morning? Henry Blackaby said, meeting with God requires preparation. He is awesome and perfectly holy. Bargaining into His presence, barging into His presence, unprepared is an affront. Genuine worship requires spiritual preparation. Your experience of worship reflects your spiritual preparation. Can I say that again? 
Henry Blackaby said it, but I'm just going to repeat it. Your experience of worship reflects your spiritual preparation. Prepare yourself now for your next encounter with God. So today, as we jump into Exodus chapter 19, I want us to prepare our hearts. Chuck Swindoll said, every project requires preparation. And as we get into God's Word, let's prepare our hearts now. Let's bow our heads and prepare our hearts and our minds. Father, right now we come to you and we want to lay bare our souls. We want to lay bare our hearts and we want to bring to you all of our fears, our frustrations. We want to bring to you our disobedience and our disbelief. We want to lay on before you, O oh God, that we may be prepared to hear from your word. Father, may you speak to us in a divine way now. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Exodus chapter 19, verse number 1. Read with me. In the third month after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that very day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. Now it's been three months since they have left Egypt. We began this entire series when they were leaving Egypt. And we've walked with them along the way. We've trotted on the paths that they, that, that they have gone. We have stepped in their footsteps in some places to see what that journey was like. It has been three months. I want you to think back three months. Now, I know that it seems like in 2020, it seems like just yesterday was February. And we're going, are you kidding me? It's August 23rd. Where in the world did June and July go? But this was three months of being in a wilderness, wandering around, and we come to this place now where they're at the wilderness of Sinai, near the mount. Verse 2, when they set out from Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness, and there Israel camped in front of the mountain. They have come to a place where they have set up camp. They are sitting there at this mountain. Moses went up, in verse 3, to God. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Today, as we talk about encountering God, and getting ready, and being prepared, I want us to look at the divine preparation. What does God do to get ready for us to encounter Him. Well, we can see right here, the very first thing is God has already made Himself known to these people. We can see here in verse number 3, Moses went up to God and the Lord said to him uh, on the mountain, You shall say to the house of Jacob and tell, tell all of them that you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you up on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. In other words, God is saying, I've let my, myself be known. I have made myself known to people. God makes the first move in us encountering Him. He lets Himself be known. We can look around us each and every day and see where God is present in our life. We can look in creation and see where God has made Himself known. We can look in His Word and see promises being fulfilled. We know that God has made Himself known to us. 
just as he did then. He gave them knowledge of himself. He said, here I am. I'm going to show you who I am so you can be prepared to meet me. So the very first thing that we see here in this scripture that God did to prepare these people to encounter him was he just made himself known. He said, I'm real and I am, I am God Almighty. The second thing is that God brought the people near. God brought the people near to him. Look at verse number 4. God's telling Moses to say this to the children of Israel. You yourself have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. I brought you close to me. God will work in our lives and extend an invitation to bring us near Him, to get us close to what He wants and where He's going to lead us. He extends an invitation for all who are lost to be born again. He extends that invitation and lets Himself be known. And a lot of times He wants to use us for other people to see that He is extending an invitation. But right here we see that God has made Himself known and He's extended an invitation and He's drawn them close to Himself. Now, Israel was not perfect. Israel was not without sin. They were a mess. I mean, if you've been following along in this journey with us, you have been able to see where they complained and they griped and things were just not right in the house of Israel. There were people who were born, born Jews and there were some strangers among their mess. There were some Egyptians probably even there. And there was a mess within the house of Israel. Why would God look down from heaven and say, I want those people, those people that are really a big mess. It's because God's mercy and grace does not look for perfection. He doesn't look for the one that's got it all together. God extends His invitation to whosoever will. God wants us to come near to Him and encounter Him in salvation and in everyday life. God wants us to have life and have it more abundantly right here on earth, not just in heaven. So as we look at this, we can see how God let Himself be known, then He extended an invitation. One man by the name of Paul Gentry said, God does not choose anyone because he sees something good in them. If he did, grace would not be grace. If God looked at you and chose you because you were good, then there wouldn't be any need for grace. But because we are a mess. Anybody here a mess? I know I'm a mess. I'm an absolute mess. Thank God for grace that He overlooks my mess and brings me near Him. I would not be the man I am had it not been for the grace of God. God's grace. He let Himself be known in my life. He extended an invitation in which I drew near. Now, there have been times I've been acting a fool. Come on, Jane, say amen over there. There are times that I've, been, I've just acted like, like a fool because I am a, a, a sinner by nature, but I am a born-again child of God who's been forgiven. I am a saint by birth through Jesus Christ. And I can live a life that God's called me to live and encounter Him, but there are times when I can let myself get in the way. Because let me tell you, if you do not encounter God, if you feel distant from God, it's not because God moved. God is still there with an invitation. He is still there on the mountain waiting for you to come to Him. He is still there. He hasn't moved all locations and changed His address and didn't tell you where He went. He's right where He was and He needs you to draw near. But we move, don't we? We let things get in our life. We begin to do things and think things. We begin to think things about God and think things about ourselves that's not biblical and causes a wedge between us and God. The third thing is this that I don't want you to miss here, and it's in verses 5 and 6. It says in verse 5, Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandments, 
Then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples of all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. God has given Moses a word. And the thing that he's telling Moses to tell his people is, i got a great plan for you. i got a great plan despite your failures, despite your shortcomings, despite you not being warriors but being slaves. i got great plans for you. God is wanting somebody today to understand he's got great plans for you. He's got plans you've never imagined or fathomed in your mind. And you may say, well, I just can't do it. I'm not up to it. But let me tell you, God can do anything through those who who rely on Christ to be their strength. God is the one who can take you places you never thought possible when we draw near to Him. See, God put in an if clause. Did you catch the if clause? He told Moses, He just didn't tell Moses that I'm going to bless these people and they're just going to do great things. They're just going to be awesome. No. God says, If you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession. In other words, God is saying there is, there is a condition to this, this encountering me. If you want to encounter me, you need to obey my voice. The people only had to respond to what God had said. And we find in verse 5, he's saying, if you will listen. Look in verse number 8. All the people answered together. Moses comes down, he tells them this stuff. Verse 8. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. How many people have ever made a promise to God? God, if you'll just let me get through this, I promise I will always do what you ask me to do. And let me tell you something, I know for a fact you have broken that promise. Because we can find ourselves loving the flesh more than loving God. Can we not? We can find ourselves enjoying sleep more than His Word. I'm just going to be honest this morning. Sometimes you just enjoy the, the, the episode that's on TV than a time with the Lord in prayer. That's just honest. That's who we are. But the bottom line is, right here, these people said, All that the Lord has said... We're going to do it. It doesn't mean that when they messed up, it was over. It just simply meant right here, they're making a commitment to do the best they can. How about you? What kind of commitment are, have you made in your life, and what life are you now living? Verse 8, they are saying, we will do it. Verse 10 and 15, the Lord, once Moses goes back up to the mountain, verse 10, the Lord also said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You shall set bounds for the people all around saying, Beware that you do not go up on the mountain or touch the border of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. No hand shall touch him. But he, he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether beast or man, he shall not live. When the ram's horn sounds at long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and consecrated the people, and they washed their garments. He said to the people, Be ready for the third day. Do not go near a woman. What is going on here is he goes back up and he says, God, they have agreed. They are, they're going to do anything you say. These people are on fire and they are excited. They want to encounter you. And God said this important thing. He said, then go and consecrate the people. 
and have them wash their garments. Now this is the crux, the most important thing about our position, our preparation is found right here in this set of scriptures. See, God makes himself known. God will draw us to him. God will have a great plan. But all that great plan can never be experienced by us if we don't grab hold of verses 10 through 15. See, what God tells Moses they must do is they must consecrate themselves. So our preparation is to encounter God. It requires intentional preparation. Our preparation requires an intentional preparation, and it's called consecration. When we look at this, the people said, yes, we will do it. And then God said, okay, here's what I need you to do. You need to consecrate yourself. What is consecrate? Why is this such a big deal? It is a preparing yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically. You know what I found very interesting? I've never noticed this until this week when I'm studying this scripture. God just didn't say to consecrate themselves today and tomorrow and let them be ready for the third day. There's something contained in verse 10 that I've never noticed. It says, and let them wash their garments. Why would he want them to wash their garments? Because he wanted them clean and he wanted them smelling good. Hey, if you're sitting next to somebody today who hasn't taken a shower in a while, would you nudge them and say, God wants you to wash your garments and be clean when you come to church? See, this is very interesting to me. I've never noticed how God was even saying the outward adornment is important when they come to me. When they're getting ready to meet me, they need to be cleaning up. This isn't the same thing as going to Walmart. This is, this is the idea I had. If my preparation for coming to church is no different than when if I go to Walmart, then I'm not coming to encounter God. I'm coming to a club. Ooh. Think about that. If what I do to come to church to encounter God is no different than if I'm going to the store, then why should I expect to encounter God? When you prepare yourself... To come to church the same way you prepare yourself to go into the world, you're not preparing to encounter the holy God. You're preparing to encounter the worldly God. And you know who he is? His name is Satan. If we prepare ourselves to come into God's presence the same as we prepare ourselves to go other places, then we're missing the mark. Look at how serious God was taking this. He said, put a boundary around the mountain. Nobody can touch it. Why would God do that? I mean, this is a character of God we don't like to talk about, is it? We're going, come on, God's a loving God. He's a God of grace and mercy and kindness. Why would God make it so that if you touch the mountain, you would die? Because God is holy. God is holy. And he even says in the Old Testament, more than one places, you can cross-reference this particular section of Scripture where it says consecrate and you'll find God saying, you are to be holy for I am holy. God will not tolerate sin in His presence. So if you think you can live life and it filled with sin and come encounter, encounter God, it's not going to happen. The hindrance to you encountering God can very well be sin in your life. So this is what Moses is bringing to the people to prepare themselves mentally, physically, spiritually. He is saying, you are to be holy. Prepare yourself to encounter me. Set yourself apart. Prepare to meet God. God is holy. Do you understand today we come? 
This isn't like any other thing that you encounter during the week. This is not like something else you would watch on the internet. This is a moment in which we come to encounter God and have God speak to us. The creator of the universe. The one that is most high and most holy. And for us to flippantly just think that we can approach Him just like we would approach anybody else sells ourselves short of what God wants to do in our life. Unfortunately, some of us would prepare more and prepare better if we were meeting a celebrity or meeting someone that we look up to more than we would if we were meeting God. God forgive us for letting our preparation to meet a man or a woman who will die and be held accountable at the face of God to prepare more for them than we would the one who will be doing the judging. We must be ready. Get ready. Be prepared to encounter God. Our nation needs a revival. It needs a move of God. And you know what? I am still convinced God is crying out to tell us. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, you, you want to know what that's about? That's preparing yourself to encounter God. How well are we doing it? I don't know, but I tell you, the coronavirus is still hanging around and won't let go, will it? Things are still upside down and crazy and, and sideways. And I have to yet to hear about the Holy Spirit breaking through churches and people being saved and lives being changed. I hear a lot about, I've even heard about Bibles being burned. We need a move of God. And for God to move and for us to encounter God, we must prepare ourselves. We have to get ready. See, this journey that they went through in this wilderness brought them to this mountain where God's presence would descend upon the mountain. And the entire mountain would be holy because His presence would be there. It would be holy ground. And if anyone touched it and they were not holy, they would die. It said that they were to kill them. Because they were not taking God seriously. God is making it very clear here. We must prepare our hearts. How did you prepare to encounter God today? You cannot have an encounter with God if you are unwilling to deal with disobedience and disbelief and sin in your life. You will only encounter God if you're willing to be purified by Him. To be changed by Him. To come and say, God, I lay aside all that I think about myself and all that I've thought about you. You speak into my life. You purify me. You clean me. You help me. See, time does not determine the readiness. Time does not determine readiness and preparedness. But I find it interesting that they use three days. Three days. Can you imagine starting on Friday, getting ready for Sunday? What kind of service would we have? See, your expectation and your preparation will determine your experience of encountering God on Sunday morning. If we only think that Sunday morning is about getting dressed up and getting ready and coming to church and we're going to encounter God today, man, God's going to move, and we don't even give it a second thought about getting ready for His presence, we're going to find ourselves walking around, walking away feeling a little let down. As if, where was God? 
I didn't really feel God. I didn't encounter God. But I'm here to declare to you today, Exodus 19 gives us a clear path. If you want to encounter God, then get prepared and get ready. Prepare yourself to encounter God on a whole new level. That means you may have to deal with sin, disobedience, or disbelief. Three days they were to get ready. Three days of anticipation. Three days of waiting before they'd get to encounter God. How we view sin. How we even view God. How we view ourselves can all stand in the way of our preparing our hearts to encounter God. What do we think about God? Who is He? Unfortunately, some of our gods do not fit the description of the God in the Bible. It's a God we've created. It's a God that we like. Some of the views about ourselves are not from the Bible. They're actually from within us. They're not from Scripture, and that can stand in the way of encountering God. It's only when we strip it away and we say, God, I am who you say I am. God, you are who you say you are, and I come to you. You make me holy. You make me pure. You clean me before your presence. And as we prepare ourselves for that, we will encounter God in a whole new way. What's beautiful is we can begin to see in verses 16 and 17 that there was an encounter. Look at this, verse 16. So it came about on the third day when it was morning. Huh, wait a minute. Third day in morning reminds me of someone. Jesus, on the third day, as they were going to the tomb in the morning, He had risen from the dead and they encountered God on a whole new level. That's pretty cool. So it came about on the third day when it was morning that there were thunder and lightning flashes and a thick cloud upon the mountain and a very loud trumpet sound so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Wow, can you imagine Moses getting to say to the people, Come here, I want you to meet somebody. Come here, I want you to meet somebody. Come here, you're ready, come here. This is God. Can you imagine that moment as they stepped out, as they had prepared themselves to step to that mountain and go, what do you think they, they would have said? Wow, is something that comes to my mind. Or maybe even breathless. A deep breath. It said that they trembled. God is a God to be taken serious. He isn't flippant and fly by night. He has asked we be holy as He is holy. We must prepare ourselves to encounter God. If our preparation on Sunday morning is no different than our preparation to visit Walmart, then how holy can our heart really be? We want our hearts to be holy before a holy God. For He has asked us to be holy for He is holy. So today's sermon... I'd prefer to preach about grace and mercy, but today i got to preach about holiness. That we must come to Him prepared to meet our God. What must we do 
Well, we must, like they did in verse number 8, I believe, determine that we will obey God. What God has said, we will do it. If God says to hold up your right foot and stand on, on, on your left foot, then by all means, I'm going to do it the best I can. If God declares that I need to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. You know me, if God told me to stand on my head up, up here on the stage, I'd probably do that, wouldn't I? It's because I have determined in my soul to obey God to the best of my ability. If I know God wants me to do something, I'm going to do it. So we must determine to obey the Lord in everything. And the second thing is this. We have to deal with sin. We have to deal with it. We cannot just let it go by as an oops or a mistake any longer. We must stand firm and say, this is a problem and it needs to be addressed. Maybe in your life, you need to ask God to show you some things, to reveal some stuff, to make sure that you're pure and holy. Because I'm telling you, one of the things that we're really good at is hiding stuff and putting things in closets and stuffing them away in drawers and boxes in the recesses of our hearts. We're really good at acting like we're okay when inside we're a mess. What God wants us to do is to bear before Him every little bit of our life. And sometimes that box that was slid away and stuck away in the recesses of our hearts, we've completely forgotten about it. We don't even know it's there. But when we prepare ourselves and we get ready and we say, Oh God, reveal to me and show to me anything, any impurity, anything that's standing between me and you. So I want to encounter you more than I want to keep that hid. When we get to that place, God may show you something and you may go, Oh, yeah, that's not it. No, God, no. Surely, that's, no. But if you're serious about it, he's going to reveal it. And it's going to need to be dealt with. The bottom line question today is this. Not whether God wants an encounter with you, because he does. God wants to do great things in your life. He has a great plan for you. He wants to show up and you experience him like you've never experienced him before. But the real question is, do you want that? Do you really want to encounter God? If you do, then there must be preparation in our life. We must get ready. Well, pastor, there's a lot of things I've done wrong. I don't know if he'll forgive me. Well, according to the Bible, which I consider his word, which I consider to be truth, regardless of my opinion, it says that if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we just need to confess. God will forgive and He will clean us up. Today I don't want you to walk away thinking, well, I guess I'm not, never going to encounter God because I'm just not good enough, I'm not clean enough, I've made too many mistakes. That's not what this message is about. 
This message is about going to a new level of encountering God. If you want to encounter God on a whole new level, like maybe you've never encountered Him before, you must prepare your hearts, your mind, you must prepare physically, spiritually, and mentally to encounter God with an expectation you're going to encounter Him. When you come to church or you listen online, what are you expecting? What do you expect? How do you prepare yourself for this time? Each week I like to give you a seven-day challenge. And I spend a lot of time praying about these and trying to figure out what is it that God wants me to ask of you. Somebody needs to do this this week. I don't know who it is, but it's simply this. Prepare to encounter God. Prepare to encounter God. For somebody, it may be fasting for a day or maybe a meal. It could be spending more time in prayer. It could be next Sunday morning. You don't even have breakfast. You just spend a lot of time in prayer and you just ask God to cleanse you and to prepare you so that you can encounter Him. I don't know what that looks like. I did not get a direction on what you need to do. But here's the challenge. Step up your game this next week. I think we all could do that. Just step up the game a little bit of preparing to encounter God in a whole new way. God left heaven. He made Himself known to say, I am the one true God. He left heaven and He issued an invitation. Will you draw near to me? Will you come near to me? I am giving you the gift of eternal life and that relationship so that we can have fellowship. We must accept that encounter first so that we can have the Holy Spirit living in us so that we can encounter a holy God in worship and in our everyday life. Today, if you have never accepted Christ, if you've never accepted that gift, God has issued the invitation. He has made Himself known. You must say, yes, I will do as the God has said. It could be as simple as just saying, God, forgive me and take over my life. And in that moment, you become connected with God. And when that happens, the Holy Spirit comes and lives within you. And you can live a holy life because of the Holy Spirit, not because of your efforts. That's why you don't have to get dressed up, cleaned up. You don't get, have to get fixed up. You don't have to come to church five times before it happens. You can right now have your life radically changed and experience God on a whole new level simply by asking God to take over your life and to forgive you. The Holy Spirit will live within you and then you are declared holy and a saint. And then the real work begins. The real work begins, but with the help of God, we can be more prepared and ready to experience Him than ever before in our life. I don't know about you, but I'd love to see an encounter with God break out like this world has never seen. I'd love to see the news stations unable to not report on God doing a great move across this nation and across our land. But I truly believe it doesn't begin with the sinner becoming a saint but the saints preparing to encounter God so that He can work through us. God wants to do a work in us so that He can do a work through us. We must get ready to encounter God and take it serious. This morning as Gina comes and plays, I want you 
to really consider today's message. Today's message has been much heavier than what I normally like to preach, what I normally bring. But today's message is a serious message. We must get prepared to encounter God. Get ready. God's waiting for you. He's drawn you to Himself and He's waiting for you to encounter Him. What will you do? Will you bow your heads right now? Father, we come to you, Lord, with hearts, some that are broken, some that are confused, some filled with questions, Lord, even some filled with sin. Lord, you turn us, none of us, away. You compel us all to just simply come. Lord, you are good and we pray that you will help us prepare our hearts and our minds. Reveal to us what we need to do to be better ready to encounter you. For God, you want us to encounter you in a whole new powerful way. But we must prepare so God, this is a week of preparation for you to do a great and mighty thing in our life. Lord, right now, speak to those who are listening. Tell them, oh God, what they should do. Father, we thank you for your word in this day and pray that you will do a great work in our lives. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen.